From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here's your host, Eric Wakeling. All right, welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. I am Eric Wakeling here with the esteemed Matt Doan. How's it going, Matty? Uh, I don't know about the <laughs> steamed part, but uh, yeah, I am doing well here on this uh, Tuesday after Labor Day. That's right. That is when we are recording this, so hopefully you'll be hearing it sometime shortly thereafter. Uh, we This is our number two, yes. number two podcast in the relaunch, uh, as we've been talking about our values on Sunday mornings, right? So we talked about truth last week, and then we just talked about grace. Nice. Right. So what stood out to you, Matt? What was your favorite part of this sermon? Well, I was all excited for this sermon, knowing mm-hmm. it's about grace, you know, knowing that ahead of time. And then the first thing we heard was a wonderful reciting of a poem by mm, That was a great poem. Bono. Yes, by Bono. I got multiple texts, uh, like sort of during and after I actually get sometimes I, I so just so everyone knows, I do not take my phone oh, really? on stage with me. Why why? Because I will definitely get heckle texts. It will get you'll get distracted. Yeah, you'll get I'll get distracted by it. I remember even they used to say it was gonna like interfere potentially with like the wireless system. Oh, and so okay. I started taking it out. But uh-huh. it probably doesn't that probably doesn't matter anymore. It's probably right. like an old technology thing. But then uh yeah, I just don't wanna have that vibrating. Do you take your phone up on stage? Like 50-50. Oh, like, like if I mean, you remember. What I mean by that is like 50% <laughs> of the time it's like in my pocket and I just forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I like unload my pockets. It's funny. Like, so this is their good little like behind the scenes stuff For here. Sure. You know, but yeah, I definitely take my keys, my phone, everything out, like just because I don't want all that distraction. But we used to even... Um, people... I don't know. We'll see if people get mad about this or right. if they think it's funny. But like, I remember even myself doing this to Doug Brown where I knew he had his phone in his pocket on accident. And so just, just kept repeating, just texting him over and over. And Ben Harris was doing it too. Just texting Doug Brown over and over and over and over and over again. You mean as Doug is as Doug Brown is on the platform preaching. Sorry. Yeah. I should have said that part, but yeah. So like just trying to see if you can ever see like a crack of a smile (laughs) on him that he knows it's happening, (laughs) but he has to like stay you know, stay like, I'll have to go back focused. and look at the videos on that one. What just on this kind of whole genre, do you bring up a uh, page of notes? Do you bring up, what do you bring up with you when you preach? Yeah. So the ultimate goal is to bring up for me one piece of paper, but it's often two. Uh-huh. I do bring up a page of notes. Okay. My goal. Yeah. Like I said, is one piece of paper so that I could just look over and see that. Uh, but sometimes it's, it ends up being two depending on if like, how comfortable I feel with myself remembering the content. Yes. Um, so that's what I do. I don't do an iPad. I don't do any of that. I'm a, I totally fear technology up there. Like I don't want technology to ruin it. So I don't know. Like I know you do something totally different. So like, you want to explain what you do? Yeah. So I manuscript out um, almost everything that I plan or hope to say. Um, but it's been nice as the Lord has given me a little bit more confidence and more opportunities to teach. Um, I, I rarely look at it. Um, when I'm preaching, but I have it all up there. And it yeah. kind of be the same reason, just in case I were to blank out right. or even the process of writing out what I want to say. Yeah. I think I'm a writer before I'm actually a speaker. So that even just helps me put my thoughts together, if that makes yeah, sense. Totally. But you know, it's funny, the oldest member of our um, teaching crew 
David Mitchell, he mm-hmm. actually has the most technology. He brings his <laughs> iPad true, up there, doesn't true. he? He does. He does iPad now. And he has all his resources on his computer. Like I like book commentaries, like yes. actual paper book commentaries. Me and too. He does it all with like Logos uh, right. Bible software. <laughs> right. Now, do you not do the three ring binder thing anymore where you're <laughs> flipping pages? I'm not making fun if, of that. I'm if, sorry. <laughs> if you could look at Eric's face right now, he is holding back. So, yes, I have a one inch three ring binder that I buy at Staples <laughs> and renew it every like six months. Yes. And so I'll three hole punch my manuscript. I'll put it in that three ring binder and I'll carry it up with me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I don't notice it anymore, but I used to notice you yes. always like turning the page and you yeah. would do it kind of with like a little bit of a flourish. Oh, really? Yeah. You oh, had like a little, a little style to but, it. But no, but that's even how, I mean, this is not the topic of today, no, but, it's your... but God's grace has really been in me and preaching yeah. as yeah. I've gotten farther away from my notes when I'm actually delivering the message yeah. and not having to flip those pages anymore. So yeah. <laughs> no, no, I hear you. I hear you. And I have like certain parts like where I like want to look at my notes because I felt like I wrote it really well. Right. Like if I wrote part of it, yes. and like I felt like, oh, that's so good. Yes. Then I totally look at my notes because I don't want to blow it. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> or forget it. Question. Yeah. So you opened last Sunday's sermon. If you haven't seen that, it was on Grace. He opens with this, oh, yeah, the YouTube you know, lyric of the, is it called Grace by YouTube? The song is actually yeah, called Grace by YouTube. So <laughs> did you memorize that? Or look at you memorize it. You weren't looking at it, were you? Uh, I was sort of looking at it, but I do kind of have it like semi-memorized. Grace, she takes the blame. She covers the shame, removes the stain. It could be her name. Grace, it's the name for a girl. It's also a thought that changed the world. That's deep. Grace finds goodness in everything. Grace finds beauty in ugly things. I was making eye contact with Matt that yeah, you right, were not the whole time. Yeah, looking at any lyric there, yeah. That's right. <laughs> wow. And That's not all one the of the lyrics. reasons you know that you are a huge U2 fan, as everyone knows and repeatedly is reminded. But, Enno- uh, annoyingly. Yes. No, no. But uh, <laughs> but you actually sang that over your kids at one point. Wasn't that one of the songs you would sing or something? Yeah, like that? I mean. And so okay, Your daughter's name, Grace. So, yeah, it's more. There is something else I would sing. I would sing the ironic benediction to the to the melody, the tune of a U2 song called MLK. <laughs> um, anyway, so. I love this. Keep going. Can you can you sing a little bit right now? No, I'm not going to. Come on. No, I This is what to. people are, they're driving right now okay, to work. Okay. They need a little encouragement, a little boost in their day. Oh, no, I'm like, I, it's so funny. I'm like actually turning red right now. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. I cut out a couple little bits to, for, you know, creative actually, license. I was about to make fun of you, but that's that's pretty beautiful. It's cool. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, and it would, it would get them. My kids probably just fell yeah. asleep because they were just like Pavlovian like conditioned to just fall <laughs> asleep right then. Were, yeah. But uh, yeah, I would sing that over them as we go to sleep. But then... Um, yeah, so yeah, we did uh, name our firstborn Grace, and I just felt like I wanted a name that was deeply meaningful. Mm-hmm. That was, um, you know, I honestly like you think about like the concept that is like the greatest sort of concept or thing or gift or attribute of God or whatever that I could think of. For me, it was it was Grace. And so we actually kind of went back and forth because like I was wondering like, oh, should we do, we actually thought about doing charis because that's Greek for grace. But then we decided not to do that actually just because we didn't want to have to like explain it all the time. And so then we were kind of like, okay, we'll just, uh, we'll mm. just straight, like we kind of like classic names too. Mm-hmm. And then we also had this thought that like, how can, 
can your kid be like a jerk and be named Grace? Right. You know, right. <laughs> so, There's a little character building in that. Yeah. Name, right? Yeah. We were hoping that it would be like speak like yeah, prophetically even speaking over her that she would be a person of grace. Now, have you ever, you know, had to discipline her when she was little? And thought of her name as you were saying it. I know. I actually did. I never have used it as a weapon against her, so to speak. You know, like in that way, like in disciplining, like you're supposed to be called. You're supposed to be gracious because you're grace. No, no, I definitely have not ever done that. I'm sure she's appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. I hope she's appreciated that. I've, I've done plenty of other things wrong in my parenting, but I've I've uh, been able to not I do well. that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's the beginning of uh, this whole bit as we started to talk about grace. And, you know, the the sort of tagline with this, because was the good news is never old news because mm. grace could be thought of as like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like get past the milk, right. Get to the, the meat, to the solid food. But I have I do agree that people need to move on to more maturity and all of that. But that doesn't mean we leave the foundational things. Right. Absolutely. Like, I so. I grew up with a similar story of yours that um, my dad and parents were in ministry mm-hmm. like yours mm-hmm. were. Um, and so I um, placed my faith in Jesus for the first time at a VBS. We love VBSs uh, at my church in Northern California when I was seven years old um, and was a pretty good kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my moments, but for the most part, I don't have any like major chapters of my life that went way off the rails as far as obedience to God. Right. But then... In my late college years, early 20s, I was really struggling because people would talk about the grace of God, and there was part of me, and just being really honest with you, Eric, and with mm-hmm. our church family, where it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's okay, but I, I kind of got that. I don't really, I don't really need that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget, it was actually a distinct moment. I was Victor Estrada, hmm. one of our yeah. uh, old worship leaders, yeah. dear friend of ours. Victor and I were at a worship conference in San Diego, and... Um, there was just a moment where they asked people to really consider the weight of their sin hmm. and what Jesus had done on the cross for our sin. And Eric, I, there was something about that moment that just pierced my heart. And hmm. I realized, maybe once again realized how deeply, deeply flawed and sinful I was and hmm. how much I needed and had to lean on the grace of God mm-hmm. uh, in my life. Mm-hmm. Um and it, that's it's not old news when you real in those uh, in those moments, right? Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't matter what your story is, how crazy like you didn't have some story of some person off. You weren't selling drugs and living out like crazy, you know, all these like horrible things. But it doesn't. Our sin is our sin, like. Right. And so some people out there even could think like, either a I'm well, kind of like that quote, right? Either a I'm beyond like. I'm beyond the power of grace. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way that even grace can can help me. There's I'm too far gone. Right. And then there's people that are just kind of like, I don't know, like I'm a good person. Like, why do I need grace? Right. Right. And it's like I'm not both trying to both are lies, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both are total lies. And so I like I love that the way, even as you're saying, like you were living you lived you were a pretty good kid and all right. that kind of stuff. But like at the same time, you understood the depth of your depravity. Yeah, right. Was there a moment for you like that where you just really understood that the grace was not old news, but new news for you? Yeah, it was. So like for me, because like, like, as you said, we both were like raised in sort of ministry worlds and I, I, I knew God and I, I, I believe I was saved. It was this for me, it was like a, 
it was like a school summer day camp, kind of like what they would maybe would do here at Calvary, but like not with our school, but not like VBS at a school summer day camp with my fourth grade teacher is when I like accepted Christ. And so I totally have like a very firm memory of that. But I think like then as I went along, it was kind of like, I don't know, it was like a good knowledge of God, but I wasn't having maybe an experience of God and I began to get tempted. And so I went off into living just this life of, uh, in the middle of high school of just drinking and partying and really like, I really was seeking after popularity more Mm -hmm. than I was seeking after anything, especially God. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was like the drinking and all of that I think was more. It means to an end. Yeah. It means to be accepted by people and to feel part of this thing. And, um, and, and so doing all that stuff, but that was very much, uh, as I described even on Sunday of like running from God mm-hmm. and pushing God into the back of my mind. Like, okay, I believe you're still real, but I just think I, I don't want you to ruin my fun right now. You don't now. need to hang out with me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't need to be part of this. And so, so I was, and so I was just doing, doing that stuff, but like God very personally, um, interrupted my, um, <laughs> my party. Wow. You know, in some way or my running from him, like mm-hmm. I was running from him. And like I said, he ran after me, wow. like his grace ran after me and captured me. And I remember being at this, I've talked about this before, I think, but like it, it was the story. I was at this winter retreat with my high school group, like a snowboard trip with my mm-hmm. high school group. And we've led, you've led so many like For high sure. school <laughs> snowboard trips. Right. And you're just like, Lord, please use these times. Yes. And it's so cool how we don't know how God will use these times right. in these kids lives. But like. I was like at this night of worship and and I was just kind of like, ugh, we're going to sing songs for so long and kind of bored and whatever. And just like this, I felt like my youth pastor was just talking forever. You know, you're just like, I'm getting sleepy because I just want to go snowboarding the next day. And then, (laughs) and then God, all of a sudden, I just had this deep sense of the Holy Spirit saying, Eric, it's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. Because my youth pastor would sit there and ask people to come forward if they wanted to pray about stuff. And, hey, you can pray about whatever you want. I'll just pray over you. And if you want to confess sin, if you want to like, have prayer for something going on in your life. And then I just couldn't shake it that mm-hmm. God was just saying, Eric, you got to go pray. You got to go pray. Mm-hmm. And so then I went up there and I just confessed to my youth pastor what had been going on in my life. And then I like stopped the music though. It was like, everybody like, can we just stop, stop the song? Whoa. Yeah. I like stopped the song. It was just like, Hey guys, I need to just not confess just to God or to, to Rick, my youth pastor, but I need to confess this to you Wow. and just confess to them. Like, mm-hmm which was probably like not news to them, but it was like, it was something I needed to do was to mm-hmm. confess that, that I was repenting of that and turning from it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that was like late December of my senior year. And that's when everything just turned and so began cool. to follow Jesus. So it was like, I didn't go on that trip. Expect I went on that trip to go snowboarding. I went on that trip cause I was a pastor's kid and I was supposed to, I went on, you know, I went on that trip, like not thinking that I would be coming home and, and having a life that was different and it was radically different. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah, man. And I think that's important for us to review those moments where there was a breakthrough in our life where we really experienced the grace of God, because that's how it it stops being old or stale news. And like, as you're telling the story, I'm like picturing myself in that cabin with you and just hearing that. And it's like, wow, that's, that's just God's grace just flooding into your life. Totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. Because that was so God, like you talk about, you know, we talk about how like 
saved by grace and we live by grace or we're like saved by the power of the spirit and like live by the power of the spirit, like all that. It's true. Like that was definitely like a moment where I was saved by like, I I believe I was already saved, but like, like I came out of this time of being far from God and running from God and that needing that repentance and to get my life back on track with him. It was all by him. So I was saved in fourth grade by that grace, but then it was, you know, what, like eight years, seven, eight years later, yep. I, I needed to have this like repentance and return to him by his grace, yep. right? By his power. Yep. So it's just like over and over. And it was him pulling me. I didn't pull myself. Mm-hmm. He pulled me there. I just responded to his pull. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I don't know if that's Reformed theology like you yeah, enjoy. Yeah, but. it's a little bit leaning in the Reformed <laughs> theology. I like it. <laughs> that's a, that'll be a different podcast. We'll yeah, talk, there you go. We'll talk through that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was beautiful on Sunday, Eric, as uh, you led us through just the the theme of grace. I could just feel our church leaning in. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just something that in this COVID world where we have such polarization, where it just feels like every day is stressful in its own way, uh, just to hear the message of grace on Sunday was so special. The, the phrase, I actually wrote this down. I hope this is okay. I took one of the worship and giving cards that's in the <laughs> C-Rack in front of us with the new logo. Oh, well, it kind of has the new updated yeah, stuff yeah, on it. Yeah. And I uh, I wrote this quote. Oh, what'd you write? I wrote, um, as I ran from him, this is you kind of ref- reflecting on that, what you just said. Mm-hmm. He ran toward me. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's, uh, that's all of our stories. Yeah. As we run from God, God actually runs toward us. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's why I love that. As I mentioned, even I love the the prodigal son story in Luke mm-hmm. 15, right, where you've got the father in the story just running, mm-hmm. and people talk about how he was pulling, had to pull up his robe, mm-hmm. and he almost like bring shame to himself in a dignified yeah. way mm-hmm. that he was willing to just run towards his son, and like you think about, like, especially like we have kids, and you think about how much we love our children, right. and if our children were in some way had been even just going against us, let alone God, but like had been not wanting to be part of our family, but they wanted to return to be part of us again. I mean, we'd be bolting, dude, you know, just sprinting towards them. And I mean, I think God was sprinting towards that prodigal son the entire time in his mind, right? Like ministering to him. But God was in my mind ministering to me in my youth, right? And like Mm -hmm. running after us, but like once... Like, boom, that father is like, is there. And I just, Mm -hmm. that's how I sometimes just try to, I do try to picture things. Even on Sunday, I was trying to get us to like picture things like the last supper and stuff like that. But I think it's really helpful for me to try to like picture these moments in my mind. Mm -hmm. And when I see that image, like I see this image of the father running and it's just like, it just ministers to my heart. It makes me Mm -hmm. feel at peace to know the father's running. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that's cool. what type of church we want to be. We want to be a graceful, a grace-filled, grace-living yeah. church. And I think that can play itself out in really spectacular ways uh, where it's like a total pivot of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also can play itself out in really maybe just ordinary ways. Too. We talked a little bit about ordinary time last week. But, yeah. Uh, it might even mean as you're coming onto the campus on a Sunday morning, having grace over somebody uh, in the parking lot. Right, right. <laughs> and taking a... A lesser parking space or letting someone in the door before you, or we've joked about this in the past, but letting someone else sit in your seat. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> just having, but just that posture of grace that we want to have with each, with each other. But it's not just Sundays too. I think it translates as followers of Jesus 
into our homes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh Lord, would you make our homes grace-filled places? Yeah. Um, we were disciplining one of our kids one time, and they caught this somewhere. But they looked up at us as we were about to discipline them in appropriate ways, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they said, "Have grace on me, have Aww. grace on me," and uh, and it just. Marie and I just started cracking up. I mean, that was like the end of the discipline, right? Like this, the child knew what to say. And, uh, but I pray that my home, our homes here as the people of Calvary would be grace-filled. And then even just the places that we spend our everyday lives, they would, our workplaces, which is mm-hmm. a lot of times our bedrooms, wherever we're doing our work these right, days, right. Um, or the ball fields or wherever. The freeway. Yes, <laughs> that we would just be people that, just give out lavish grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not easy. It's really hard. It has to be a God-given like power kind of thing because I get so irritated by yeah. the stupidest little things. We were actually talking about this in my life group a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. um, about how like we, oh, because we were reading that same passage. It was when mm-hmm. we were talking about that same passage I read about how the Pharisee was like, yes. so the Pharisee's prayer, <laughs> it's this amazing passage, right? In Luke 18, I believe it is. Yeah, Luke 18, 9. And this Pharisee is just like praise this prayer. This is a story so, yeah. like that Jesus tells of, oh, thank you, God, that I am so like good and I give all my tithes and I pray often and whatever. And, like, and I'm not like this tax collector, I'm right. not a sinner. And then this tax collector is just like, God have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. And Jesus is like, that's the, that's the prayer, right? That's the one that will be justified. Right. And so we were talking about that passage in my life group. And then we were talking about how it's like so easy for us when we read that story to like, we know the sort of the bad guy and the good guy Mm -hmm. in the story. And Mm -hmm. we know we're not supposed to be the Pharisee. And even when we try to, I think, be the tax collector, sometimes we become the Pharisee judging the Pharisee, yes, like that's <laughs> you know, we like reverse judge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm being like I'm being spiritual. I'm being um, like the right perspective. Right. But those people are <laughs> Pharisees. Have yes. the Pharisee perspective. We can like turn it right around. You, you can know, flip so quickly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I was we were just talking about certain like times when we just totally can't like don't we don't keep the right perspective. You yeah. know, and a big one of them was like was driving mm. and or it was even a. Uh, kind of similar to driving. I was talking about like when, when I'll go running or, or biking or whatever, and people are like, people don't like stay to the right. Yes. <laughs> right. Or they really, like take up the entire trail or yeah. something. And you're like, I don't know how to get around you. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. And you're like, so I can find myself get so irritated. Yeah. Like I'm not giving grace to these people. And it's funny, even just kind of like benefit of a life group, just talking about that now, like on my runs this weekend and stuff, I was just (laughs) like, I was thinking about it. Like, okay. Uh, And I would uh, even the irritation would still come. Yeah. But then I'd be like, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Calm down. Give grace. Like, you know, that kind of a thing. It's like a a little self-talk, right? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That reminds me, um, Nikki Gumbel of our alpha course talks about this in one of his videos, but it's so true for all of us that when you're biking, you're annoyed at cars. Yeah. And when you're driving, you're annoyed at bikes. But that's like, put that in any any situation, yes, right? You, yes. You see your own perspective and it's, you want grace for, for yourself, but you don't always want right, to get right. it to. And a lot of times you can be quote unquote right. Yeah. Because I would be biking. There's people that have their dogs on those long leashes, like those extender leashes, yeah. you know? And so one time I saw like, but a cyclist that was in front of me right. get clotheslined oh. by one of those, like one of those leashes. And the, we had to like 
call way to like wait for paramedics to get there and stuff. Like it was bad. Yeah. And so you're, you're right. Like when I'm riding up and I'm annoyed that somebody has got their dog on a leash, like you could be right, but the Pharisee was right. Yeah. The Pharisee was actually completely right. It's good to pray. It's good to give. It's good to like pursue holiness. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But he didn't have the heart. And so you can be right about stuff, but be totally wrong still in your in your approach. Yeah. So the prayer is, Lord, give us, it goes back to that soft heart from edges, right? Yes. But give us that graceful heart that yeah. comes out. Of, that, that's the abundance that our grace is, yeah. is poured out from. Yeah. Absolutely. Easier said than done. Super. Yeah. And that's, super. Why, that's why it's so cool that we gather on Sundays and mm-hmm. I know we're pastors. So it's like, of course we're supposed to say this, but no, part of the reason that we gather as the family of God here at Calvary and at other local churches is to remind ourselves of things like grace exactly. to say, okay, we've lived our lives this whole week. Let's come back together. We've been scattered. Now let's gather and just remind ourselves of some of the core elements of following Jesus, truth and yeah. grace. And that's what was so beautiful about this last Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. It was beautiful to see what I think what God was doing. Mm-hmm. It was really awesome. Um, and like one of those things, too, we talked about was like, how can grace become a treasure for you? Like yeah. when we think of like old news, good news, mm-hmm. like allow that message to become good news again for you. Like, mm-hmm. is there a way that you can just some like like even of picturing that father running towards you mm-hmm. or picturing that? Jesus upon the cross for you or mm-hmm. the, the last supper moment for you and just his, his heart for you. Right. Like, right. and then allowing that message to become like something that you love. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you, like you said, like we said, we, you evangelize the things that you love. Yep. Um, you share the things that you love that with you others. Treasure, yeah. yeah. That you treasure. And even trying to think of it that way as much as possible. Cause I think we even think of sharing the message of grace. If we're right. talking about good news, old news, all that kind of stuff, we totally think of it as, oh, sorry. I can totally think of it as no, I'm right there with you, <laughs> but I know, I know I just need to like own these things, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I can um, think of it as obligation or mm-hmm. duty or like, ob- like merely obedience. Right. And right. like, so I've got to do it out of this, like, guilt or something. Yeah. And I do operate. I think I'm, I'm pretty nervous about evangelism, mm-hmm. like quite honestly, mm-hmm. uh, when I talk to people, like it's not something that feels supernatural to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like always like an awkward turn. You know what? Let me stop you right there though. Yeah. What's interesting, Eric, I've known you for 22 years. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but you're pretty good at it. Like yeah, maybe. <laughs> you, you have a way of just talking about Jesus with people that's pretty winsome and easy, but it's interesting that in your own mind, you're, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, totally. And so, and so maybe that's a thing. Like maybe I, people might think, oh yeah, he's winsome and easy about talking about Jesus mm-hmm. or he knows all the stuff cause he's a pastor and has mm-hmm. studied it or whatever. And it's like, no, it still feels like, oh, this is like a weird turn to make in this mm-hmm. conversation. Like, how can I do this naturally? But, and, and maybe we all just think that a little sure. bit, but like, I just, I want that to change in my own heart and mind. And that's part of why even praying that child prayer, like part Mm -hmm. of it is Lord, give me a heart. The H of it is heart. God, give me a heart of love for people. And that's why I would want to share. And so hopefully then it can come out more naturally and more loving and not like beating people over the head with the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's it. Grace should be one of the treasures that we talk about, celebrate (laughs) off in Colossians one, which you mentioned on Sunday, the idea of. You know, you've received this. 
Yeah. Now go to the whole world, right? I'm paraphrasing a little bit. What does it yeah. say? I've got it, I've got yeah. it here. So it Would says, it the same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It's bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. That's good. It's so good. I know. <laughs> it's such a good verse. Yeah. Col- <sighs> Colossians 1, verse 6. That's right. That's right. So do you want to give us like a little... Uh, Matt Doan's preaching this uh, this next one on yeah, yeah. people. So, a little so, sneak preview. So this coming <laughs> week, we'll talk about people, which is really the playground of where grace and truth are lived out. Mm-hmm. They're not just sermons or ideas that we uh, pontify about and podcast, yeah, yeah. but it's actually like, okay, now we have to show grace to people yeah. and, and truth also with people. So we'll talk about uh, how much God values people and how much we as followers of Jesus should too, yeah. showing them that grace and truth. So... As always, whoever's teaching always gets the most out of it. So I'm excited for this week <laughs> exactly. for me to study and just how this will even impact my life. That's right. Um, to show grace and truth to people. Yeah. To actual people, right? Exactly. Yeah, I look nice. forward to talking about that next week because it's funny. Like people are, you know, there's lots of jokes about that, you know, like, like you know, where it's just like, oh, I'd love, uh, I'd love church if it wasn't for the people. <laughs> right. <laughs> or whatever. Totally. And Which is true. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, it's hard. It's hard to... Get along. We know these days, too, yeah. people aren't easy, right? Like- well, and I'm going to say this on Sunday, but um, I think living in Orange County is, is kind of unique for us, too. I mean, there's issues with loving people in every culture and generation, but there's so many people here. There's 3.5 million people in Orange County. So there's right. the idea that when there's just so many people, we it's hard to particularize people, and you just kind of feel like, oh, get out of my way. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so crowded. Yeah, exactly. So we'll talk about more about that on Sunday. Yeah, there you go. It's good. All right, well, cool. This has been great. So we're, we're talking about what we value. We value truth, and we value grace, and we know that pretty soon, not yet, we don't value people, but soon. Yeah, every week we'll, <laughs> we'll learn a new value. But this is so good. This is church family. We're just talking through the themes that should matter to us, just great reminders every week. Could you close us out can oh, you dear. just can you just sing grace for us can you just sing <laughs> you two's grace you've already done it once just, i think i did not sing everyone, grace everyone's, I sang everyone a right song. now is talking to their phone saying yes eric do it <laughs> no, the answer is no <laughs> all right we got we got one song out yeah of you only day. get one song for podcast okay oh boy but you can go listen to that grace by you two came out in the year 2000 uh from the Zuropa? No, I think it's All That You Can't Leave Behind, or it could be, yeah, I think it's All That You Can't Leave Behind album, okay. uh, which I feel like ashamed if I don't have that exactly right, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's All That You Can't Leave Behind. Uh, it could be How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb, but I think it's All That You Can't Leave Behind, which I'm sure everybody's like, oh yeah, mate, we really got to get that down. <laughs> <laughs> you just type in Grace U2 into anything and listen to it. It's actually really good. Uh, it's very calming, so it can calm you, chill you out, listen. Just don't fall asleep. Don't. No, not while driving, at least. So, (laughs) all right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this. Uh, We'd love for you to continue to be part of it. Um, We do, like, honestly, like, not in some, I know I made jokes about smash that subscribe button and five-star reviews, but we don't just want that. Um, Actually, we want you to share with people about it. If you could tell people about the podcast, um, we'd love for them to hear more about it, just to hear just like the heart of our church and uh, our heart for these values. But even like as we're going to hopefully like interview some people, some missionaries, some people living their everyday lives for Jesus Christ and how
how that plays out. Um, and also, we'd love for you to let us know if you have any ideas of people that we could interview, things like that. Um, so send us an email, talk to us at church. We'd love to hear it. So thanks for being part of this, and thanks for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast.